Missing You. Evening shadows falling, a whippoorwill calling at the end of the day. Loneliness surrounds me, emptiness confounds me, you're so far away. With the shroud of night, you'd think that I might be. Even when I'm sleeping, your image comes creeping, I'm missing you. Last night I had a dream in which there was a scene of lovers too. They were walking in the sand, you were holding to his hand. Smiled at you, and when I tried to shout, the sounds I made came out as drops of dew. They fell down to the ground, never made a sound. They were missing you. Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Mountain Talk. I'm your host, Rachel Geringer. This episode is dedicated to the memory of Sonny Houston, a Hemp Hill born and raised musician who passed away this past summer. Some of our listeners knew Sonny and his music well, including his childhood friends and family members who pledged to WMMT during our fun drive for a dedication day in his memory. Others may have never heard of him. I myself had never heard of Sonny or his music until I began working on this story. But it's been a great honor to learn about Sonny through the stories of his friends and family and through his own songs, which you'll hear throughout the program. First, we'll hear from Sonny's sister, Susan. Her memories of Sonny are interspersed with some songs Sonny wrote from a self-recorded demo called Warts and All. Well, I'm Susan Houston. Um, I'm... Sonny's sister. Um, He was the second of us, actually the third. Um, My mom had an infant son who died at 13 months um, while she was actually pregnant with Sonny. But um, so I'm fourth in line in the first first girl. Um, I'm a a Hempel slash neon girl, and. uh, I currently live in Martin, um, but uh, Letcher County is my home, and um, I I can't say, well, I can, but if my siblings listen, they'll be upset, but they know, they know um, that Sonny and I have had this bond since, as far back as I can remember. Just um, soulmates, sibling soulmates is what we were. So I feel, I feel as if a part of me has died as well. Melissa trusts her fiction 
Birkenstocks and a rainbow dress Full of contradictions She feels but won't confess Once I tried to tell her She didn't heed a word I said How could wisdom fill her? It's her heart and not her head What will she do without me? She'll get along, that's just her way Melissa, think about me As you float from day to day And every time you try And every time you fall Someone will be waiting To come each time was a coal miner. He worked for Beth Elkhorn for 36 years. When I was born, um, my dad went to Ohio and uh, to get work in a factory like so many out migrants were doing. And um, they stayed there two years. And Sonny often laughed because Nobody, um, of course, I don't remember that, but nobody adjusted to life in Dayton, Ohio. Um, but Sonny, lo- Sonny loved it. Um, I think he started school there. But after two years, we moved back to Hemphill. My mom always said, she told my dad, if we have to live under a rock, I'm going home. And uh, so he came and got a job with Beth Elkhorn and worked it for 36 years. Um we, uh, I always say we were poor, even though Daddy worked every day. We ate very well because they gardened and my mom canned and, you know, the country life. But um, we didn't really know we were poor, not really. I, I didn't. Um, but um, we, uh, we were, uh, we loved each other very very much. Our parents, um, despite their own uh, trials and tribulations, they uh, they almost insisted that we love each other. So, um, and we did that very easily. And um, so we grew up in um, Hempfield and went to Hempfield grade school, um, and then to Fleming Neon High School. Sonny graduated in 1967, and um, even then I felt as though, even though I was five years younger than he, um, I I sensed his um, uh, restless nature, if you will. He always traveled to a different drum. Texas wind in the Texas wind. 
stopped the car and she crawled inside. Something about her made him want to hide. Was that an angel with a long brown hair sitting over there in the Texas wind? The Texas wind. In the Texas wind. The Texas wind. Up ahead they saw a cheap motel. Ask him if you'd like to rest a spell She played the clerk and he hid his gun As the clock struck one Mountain high and ocean deep Then it was over and he fell asleep Outside the window the moon went down There was not a sound but the Texas wind The Texas wind Tried to shun the Lone Star State Now he's trying to reach a ride back home Standing all alone in the Texas wind The Texas wind Instrumentally, but she, though she didn't uh, have much of an education, she was very, very intelligent. But she went to a singing school as a young woman. That's what they called it, <clears throat> and uh, she could, <clears throat> excuse me, she could sing. She learned songs out of her songbook um, by shaped note sounds, and uh, so, so Sunny and. Excuse me, Sonny and I were both just always fascinated that she she could do that. Um, and her, she and her sisters would sing when they would all gather around. And um, that was a pretty significant part of our lives um, as well. I've heard that, um, I heard that, that you're, a, you're a singer too, that, and oh, that you uh, and Sonny uh, sang together I, I well. I sing a bit, yes. Yeah, I've heard that you two sounded real good together from the oh, folks I've talked listen, to. Oh, listen, one of my favorite memories um, is on Sunday mornings after we got old enough that Mommy and Daddy didn't make us go to church. Um, Sunday mornings, I would be in the kitchen cleaning the dishes up and preparing lunch uh, for when Mommy and Daddy got home from church. And Sonny would be sitting in the living room. Um, there were a lot of Michael Martin Murphy songs and a lot of James Taylor songs, and he'd say, sing harmony on this one. And so I would sing from the kitchen. Um, but even before that, um, uh, when we were both living at home um, much younger, we would talk uh, late at night from room to room, and, and uh, we would have a radio playing. Um, it was actually in my room, and, and we would sing along with the radio, and we'd talk about, you know, the different artists that we heard. And so music was always part of our relationship. And, um, I was always so proud of him. There's a warm wind that ruffles up your hair The sun is going down, there's people 
to get and and uh, a funny story he <laughs> lived I think he was in McGoffin County at that time and he uh, lived it was a gas company road and so there was an old house at the top of this hill and the outhouse didn't even have a door on it but it didn't matter because it looked out into the woods which there was nothing there but the woods so I always thought that was really neat <laughs> um, but he planted a garden and he was learning to play fiddle at the time, and uh, he he had to let his garden go because he said it all got grown up because he couldn't put his fiddle down. <laughs> um, so the garden, um, he'd already lost his potatoes because Sonny never would kill anything, and so he didn't want to kill the bugs on the potatoes, <laughs> <laughs> on the potato vines. So... Um, so they were already dead, but his garden grew up, but he continued to fiddle, and um, it was really a deep love of, of his. Um, he was such a gentle, kind-spirited human being, and uh, uh, he, uh, one gentleman shared at his memorial in Atlanta, he was an older gentleman, and uh, one of Sonny's students there, and uh he said Sonny was always encouraging to him um, and uh, never ridiculed him because he couldn't get something right. Um, and, and he said Sonny would often say, well, you can play it that way if you're okay with it sounding that way. <laughs> so he said that he knew that that was Sonny's way of saying that's not quite right. Um, but that's, that's Sonny. <laughs> Sonny shared this at his memorial, and but uh, again, when we were younger, um, he sat on the back porch and used a needle to get um, a bumblebee out of a spider's web because he couldn't stand the thought that that it was going to die. And, you know, he would catch flies and put them outside. <laughs> um, that was just, that was sunny. That was sunny. Such a kind, kind soul. Kind soul. 
Jackson and Gay He asked for a quarter And buy him some coffee To kick off his day I saw him at noon With a few of his buddies He took out his bugler Jack Wright is a longtime friend of Sonny's and a former bandmate in the Payroll Boys. Jack joined me by phone last week to share some favorite memories of Sonny. I first met Sonny when he was a student at Alice Lloyd College. This was probably in the mid-70s, maybe 75 or 76, and he was, they had some sort of collecting oral history project going on over there that was real important and I'd gone over there and uh, they also had a little concert that night and Sonny and his sister Susan uh, sang a couple of songs and I was just really impressed by their voices and, and what good musicians they were especially their voices and um so I got to be friends with Sonny at that time, and um, at the same time, I knew a banjo player from Whitesburg named Roger Hall, and Roger uh, was and is just an excellent uh, banjo player in the bluegrass, three-finger style, and and a great singer, too, and um, at that time, I was uh, running the recording studio at June Apple Records, and we had a little eight-track, and uh, we were upstairs in what we call the loft of the building that Apple Shop is in now. So uh, we had in the in every year we had what they called um, concentrated employment program uh, monies that we were that we qualified for, so that we could hire people and train them. And uh, they would get paid for, I think, 24 weeks to work for us. And during one of those cycles, I hired Sonny, and he started hanging around the studio, driving over from Hemp Hill. And uh, we played a lot of music and traded songs and then started uh, singing songs together. And then Roger would show up. And Roger and Sonny had played. 
played in a band before I knew them. They knew each other pretty well. And they were good friends, and they had great harmony together. And he had a wonderful way of uh, delivering words. And he had a really excellent choice in songs that he chose to sing. And then later he became um, a really good songwriter. but that was mostly after uh, the payroll boys had had their run. We uh, we played together for seven years, and then we sort of split up just because we were going in different directions. I moved to Ohio. Roger moved to Johnson City, Tennessee, and I think Sonny had moved to Knoxville, and our mandolin player had quit, and uh, Marion Johnson, who the great, fiddler from Iceland, Kentucky, had been playing with us. And we played a lot, and we'd recorded an album called uh, Fields Where We Once Played, and, and that was put out on June Apple. And we had a lot, of t- a lot of fun making that record. But that's the only record we ever made. But uh, one day we were down in Knoxville. We had a gig down there, and uh, there's a section in Knoxville near the Epworth Center, which is uh, not not too far from campus, but it's uh, a place where you can walk and there's no cars. And uh, I forget what section of town it was, but they had sectioned it off where you could just walk to shops. And so we were walking that section before we had our gig that night, just looking around and seeing how Knoxville was. This was before Sonny had moved to Knoxville. And uh, we ran into this old man, and he came up to Sonny, and he said, can you give me a dollar for a bowl of chili? And Sonny reached into his pocket or his wallet and pulled out a dollar and gave it to him, and we never thought any more about it. And then we uh, went on and, and looked in a few shops and I think we might have we might have been went by a, a guitar shop and tried out a guitar too just uh, you know for the fun of it and then on the way back to where we were going to play uh, we decided to stop in that same row there that we've been walking through and and have a beer and maybe a hamburger and so we walked in and uh it was kind of dark, and then you know how your eyes adjust to the dark. And we looked over at the bar back in the corner, and there was that old man sitting there uh, drinking a beer. And, and he saw us, and he looked at Sonny, and he said, They wouldn't sell me no chili. <laughs> so, anyway, we thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> So they wouldn't sell him chili, so he got himself a beer with that dollar. That's that's, funny, that's uh, a good next choice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Sonny had a, a drive, a great sense of humor. Uh, Marion Sumner, when we first started playing together, this incredible fiddler, uh, he was just uh, one of the best musicians we ever played with. He... Um, he nicknamed uh, Sonny Bony Parts because uh, Sonny was real thin. And, you know, he had a, a, a beard not too long. He kept it trimmed. But he had beard, and his hair was a little bit long, but not too long. So Marion named him Bony Parts. <laughs> and we always got a big kick out of that when he would call Sonny Bony Parts. But uh, Sonny had a great way of, uh, he could hear harmonies. And so he taught us songs that he wanted to do or songs that one of us would bring to the group. And he would hear the harmony. And then um, if he didn't sing the harmony and it was his song he was singing lead, then he would show me uh, where the harmony notes were. I would know where some of them were, but I would miss others. And and he would work through those uh, lines with me till I got those harmonies right. So he was a, he was a great teacher. And uh, not only teaching vocal uh, harmonies, but also a great uh, stringed instrument uh, teacher. So he 
when he finally moved to Atlanta, which is uh, the last place that he lived, he uh, he played music with bands there and sat in with bands. But his main way of making a living was uh, teaching uh, stringed instruments. So he taught fiddle, mandolin, guitar. I don't think he taught banjo, but he could play claw hammer a little bit, I think. But he was really a good teacher all all the way around. And um, and he also had an edge on him. He he had a temper, so sometimes he would he would go off on us, or he would get mad, and uh, and we wouldn't quite understand. But he was sort of prickly sometimes. Uh, but we we dearly loved each other, all of us in the band, and uh, uh, me, Roger, and Sonny, and of course Marion. But we had a, a nice run. We had a lot of fun. And uh, Sonny was a very devoted musician. Uh, he gave his life to music. He was one of those people that said, I'm going to do music because that's what I'm, I love and it's what I want to do. So he did that regardless of any financial situation that he was in. So that was always... I admired him greatly for being able to do that because um, the rest of us, uh, a lot of people play music, but they don't devote their whole life to it like Sonny did. And that's the one thing, one of the great things I think should be remembered. He was a great uh, singer, writer, performer, but he was very devoted to his craft. And uh, he was also devoted to teaching people how to play music and uh, and he was uh, very well known around the Atlanta community very well known in Knoxville even you know years after he left Knoxville people remembered him so our last gig we we had separated you know I'd moved to Ohio Roger to Tennessee Sonny to Atlanta uh, we hadn't played or even seen each other in years uh, and we'd never played together in 32 years. So uh, last summer at Seed Time on the Cumberland, 2017, uh, we were invited to come and play sort of a reunion, and we got together and played and really enjoyed it. Uh, we were a little bit ragged, but we were right. We still have that really great harmony, I think, that we, we uh, contributed to the band. And and we did some of our old songs, and we, we played for about an hour, and uh, we had a great time. And, of course, little did we know that Sonny just lived another 30 days. Uh, we played on June the 5th, and he passed away on July the 5th, a month later. We also um, nicknamed him the Hemp Hill Hornet because he was from Hemp Hill. And I think Hemp Hill used to have a, a team that was called the Hornets. So we, uh, he wore a T-shirt one time that said the Hemp Hill Hornets. So we, we nicknamed him that, and that, that kind of stuck. Besides being uh, uh, bony parts, he was also the Hemp Hill Hornet, because he <laughs> did have sort of a temper. But, but we loved Sonny dearly. The following is an excerpt of the Payroll Boys' June 2017 performance at Seed Time on the Cumberland here in Whitesburg. Sonny passed away just a month after this performance. <laughs> uh, hello, folks. We're awfully glad to be here. Um, we are the Payroll Seniors. Uh, the Payroll Boys no longer exist, but we're happy. But we're happy to be here. Testing, testing, yes, good. Oh, the green rolling hills of West Virginia are the nearest thing to heaven that I know. Oh, the times are sad and drear, and I cannot linger here. Don't you ever be my 
summer For a miner's grave is all you'll ever own Though it's hard times everywhere I can't find a dime to spare These are the worst times I've ever known With the green rolling hills of West Virginia are the nearest thing to heaven that I know Though the times are sad and drear And I cannot linger here They'll keep me and never let me go some crowded city in some northern factory town you'll find me there though I leave my past behind I'll never change my mind these troubled times more I can bear Ooh. the green rolling hills of West Virginia are the nearest thing to heaven that I know Though the times are sad and drear And I cannot linger here They'll keep me and never let me go Someday I'll go home to West Virginia To those green rolling hills I love so well Yes, someday I'll go home And I know I'll right the wrong And these troubled times follow me no more But the green rolling hills of West Virginia Are the nearest thing to heaven sang one. He's a, a mighty fine singer, one of my favorite singers. He's a hemp hillbilly too. He's a very humble man. Let's give Sonny Houston a big hand. He's not used to me kidding him like that. It's been 32 years yeah. since I did it. I never did like it back then either, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell them what Marion called you. <laughs> you can. It's a, it's a good joke. <laughs> He's a poor man, cause mining's all he knows. And the miner don't get rich loading coal. He's a sick man, cause the coal dust took its stand. And he knows that he won't get no help from 
Thank you, Sonny. Thank you a lot. And thank you all. It's wonderful to be back in Whitesburg, our old stomping ground. So, Roger, how long have you and I known each other? We met in the 60s, didn't we? I think. Yeah. And we were, uh, well, Roger played with the uh, Country Wranglers, Steve craft uh, and the country wranglers and I played with a, a little band up in my holler up in Hemp Hill called the, the uh, Boone Mountain Boys Yeah. but we all of us love the Stanley Brothers so I mean the, the Stanley Brothers at least back when I lived up here they were like gods at least well both of them I always like Carter better than Ralph, but hey, what do I, what do I know? 
Can you turn around, Fiddle? I'm sorry? Can you turn around? Uh, so we're going to do one of theirs uh, called the Shenandoah Waltz. Bud Brown is a childhood friend of Sonny's who called in to share the following stories. Okay, my name is Glenn William Brown. A lot of people know me as Spud. Uh, I was born in Gracie Fort, Kentucky. That's in the Hempville area. Um, due to the fact that the Oakhorn Coal Corporation put a mines in and coal temple at Hempville, um, they put, also put a company store in. They also put a fountain in that was kind of like a deli area where you relaxed and stuff. But as you go up through that area in two or three different directions, that area is full of coal camp houses. Okay, all of our fathers, as a rule, worked for Elkhorn Coal Corporation in the early days when it was in operation. Um, so at that point in time, as you go up into the Yonts Fork area, it divided into two little hollers. One was called Potter's Fork and the other was Chrysler Fork. And we met at the mouth of that holler at a little school bus stop to catch the school bus because it didn't at that time run up in the hollers to pick us up at home. So Sonny only lived less than 100 yards from that school bus stop, so we all met there. And we all went to grade school together at the Hempfield Grade School. Um, so my knowledge of Sonny and his brothers and sisters has been an ongoing thing, even, I would say, even before grade school. We knew who each other was because at that time, we all walked to the company store for groceries or whatever our folks sent us down there for. And... Um, Nevertheless, we did go to grade school together. We went to high school together. 
and later on in years we put together a little band temporarily and we play music together and his interest in music is always great and he went on from playing when I first met him I, I thought of him as a guitar player and then my goodness over at Alice Lloyd College where he went to college we went over there and visited him and he picked up the banjo and played it just as well and he could play bass and and he took to the fiddle for some reason and the fiddle seemed to be his primary interest and of course he gave, went on to give to give music lessons and do what Sonny Houston does and he, he was a well-liked, always quiet, well-behaved, good student, uh, lovable person, and quite talented. And uh, it's a joy playing music with him, and, and the harmony parts in our bands was tremendous. He, of course, could sing any part of harmony as well as a couple of the other guys. And so we we really had some some fun in those days. This is a recording of Spring Fever, with Sonny singing lead and Spud singing harmony. The old hometown is sure in trouble, looks like it must have doubled in sin and size since I've been gone. Papers are all full of killing, two million people willing to die for something 
strong It happens now and then Things get left undone Don't matter Frosty window pane, but I won't hold that door again. Maybe I'm unkind. Who can really say? Feelings left. Better off that way Figurines of maple Carved against the That's it for this special edition of Mountain Talk, dedicated to the memory of Hemp Hill-born and raised musician Sonny Houston, who passed away this summer at the age of 67. Thanks to Sonny's family and childhood friends who made this episode possible, and to Susan Houston, Jack Wright, and Spud Brown for contributing stories and recordings to this program. If you'd like to listen again, you can find this episode on our website at wmmt.org. I've been your host, Rachel Geringer, and from all of us at WMMT, thanks for listening. Leaving on my mind, not knowing where, but knowing I would go. Too much disappointment, too much left behind. I played, I lost, and now I'm grown. This 
this old truck seat feels like a king-size bed. A rising sun will find me on a sad, deserted shore, surfing, shifting sand beneath my feet, waiting for a breeze across the gulf to rise once more and blow away the memory of the street. Blow, lonesome blow, blow me to the sea. Don't care.